Good morning and welcome to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement. This morning we're going to be doing something a little different and my guest is author, ufologist, and Bigfoot expert Stan Gordon when we return. Contact on Connect FM is brought to you in part by our friends at Community County Services for local family-based mental health. Hi folks, are you having problems with your child at home? Is their behavior a problem? Are you at your wit's end? If so, call us for more information. Community County Services, we provide family-based mental health. Call for information at 371-8066. We work to help you keep your family together in a healthy way. Community County Services, 371-8066. Welcome back to Contact on Connect FM. I'm very excited about the, this morning's interview with Stan Gordon. Stan, thank you for joining Contact this morning. Thanks. Uh, thank you, Michael, for having me on the show. Well, it's wonderful that you could make time for us. And if you could, Stan, just tell um, our listeners a little about who Stan Gordon is and where you're from and your background. Well, I work in the electronics field all my life. Um, I started my research into UFOs and Bigfoot and other phenomena here in Pennsylvania uh, when I was uh, a 10-year-old kid, 1959, so this is 63 years of research, and surprisingly, I've never personally seen a UFO or Bigfoot myself, but uh, that's the the short part of the story is in 1969, I set up a hotline for the public to report UFO sightings. The phones never stop ringing. They're active all the time with reports, even in recent days. Uh, in 1970, I founded the first of three volunteer research groups to investigate incidents in Pennsylvania. Uh, the first group was started in 1970 again, and the group was made up mainly of specialists, uh, scientists, engineers, technicians, police officers, former military people who volunteered the time to investigate cases across the state. By 1973, we had extended to cover the state of Pennsylvania. And uh, we were surprised that we were getting referrals from law enforcement, for the news media, and we were busy all the time, and we are still working on our full-time jobs as well. But uh, I've been doing this now for, for many, many years, and there's been a lot of activity even in recent weeks and months here in Pennsylvania. Yeah, that is fascinating. Your background is fascinating. Certainly a lot of uh, time spent on your research. So I have to ask you, Stan, I i got to believe I know the answer, but can you tell us, is Bigfoot real, and what can you tell us about him? Well, it's a long, complicated story. I can tell you, I started investigating Bigfoot accounts in Pennsylvania back in the 1960s. Uh, In 1973, here in Pennsylvania, we had the first, we had the biggest UFO outbreak ever documented with hundreds and hundreds of UFO sightings being reported all year. And then in the summer of 73, we had the largest outbreak of Bigfoot sightings ever documented that went into 1974. We've had documented Bigfoot sightings every year since then, including this year. And they go on all across the state, a lot in southwest Pennsylvania. And uh, many of the reports are in daylight. Uh, we've had incidents going back to at least the 70s where even in daylight we had up to three creatures seen together. So we've always known there was more than one of whatever these things are. But it, it's a very complicated story. And during that 1973 outbreak, uh, as I'm getting involved in those cases, I was always of the opinion that Bigfoot was probably some type of unknown animal, some type of unknown primate. But some very strange things came to the attention of my teams while we're out there investigating these incidents. And in in many cases, my teams were on the scene within minutes to hours after they occurred, so we could document this very carefully. And 
in all type of weather conditions, including in the winter months and in the winter and the snow, we would have trails of these large footprints with big strides between them that would just abruptly stop when there should have been more tracks, which was highly unusual. There was no way that could have been fabricated. That still continues to go on even in recent years. And then we began to see a very odd pattern in that We'd have a UFO sighting, and when minutes to hours to days later, we'd have a Bigfoot sighting or vice versa. And then we had some amazing cases. One case, and it's a long case, so I'm not going to in great detail, but I can tell you, it was October 25th of 73 up in Fayette County. I got a call from a state trooper from the barracks asking me to send a team up right away. They had a multiple witness UFO landing of a huge object on the ground, like a big white dome, and there were two Bigfoot in the field at the same time. One of the strangest cases ever documented, that's when we began to realize we're dealing with something much stranger than just an unknown animal, and we're having more and more cases over the years, even in the last couple of years uh, in Pennsylvania. I started writing about these strange incidents back in the 1970s, and now all over the country we're hearing similar type reports coming in. Yeah, we are. In, uh, in fact, the uh, United States Senate did it. Right. They're doing an investigation into UFOs and trying to take a deeper look at that type of stuff. Um, you mentioned that there have been some stories recently in PA. Anything you can share with us there? Yeah, I can I can tell you there's been a lot of activity uh, all year in Pennsylvania, right through the winter months, which is highly unusual. What's also very interesting is we're not getting just high-altitude lights in the sky. We're getting numerous reports of large objects below the ground. As recent as two mornings ago, I got a report in. I interviewed the witness. Uh, this person was, was having trouble sleeping, walking around, looked out the window at 2.30 in the morning, out in a rural area outside of Lake Trobe, where we get a lot of reports up along the Chestnut Ridge area, and sees this very large, really bright, orangish-red spherical object with uh, multiple lights at the bottom, and it's there kind of moving slowly up and down, but hovering in place, and uh, it was a pretty interesting sighting. And I interviewed a man, and he and his son, uh, several weeks ago, down in the Mon Valley outside of Pittsburgh, were going over one of the bridges down there, and they observed this huge, very large triangular object low, hovering right over the top of the river that was so, they said it was so large, it was actually extending to both sides of the river, the points on the object. Uh, many, many reports coming in. And then what's really interesting is what I've been investigating since the 1960s, and a lot of people never heard about this, I call them mini-UFOs because these are smaller objects, ranges anywhere from a few inches, very commonly about as big as a golf ball, uh, baseball size to a foot or two in diameter, generally spherical, but these objects are low to the ground. They come very, they've come very close to people. I've had reports of them pacing vehicles. I've actually had reports of them entering homes and cars through open windows, and they're generally just bright light sources of different colors, but some are metallic as well. And these reports are increasing even in recent weeks and months, and uh, what's fascinating is in more recent years, not only in Pennsylvania but around the country, in areas where you have a lot of Bigfoot activity in the woods, researchers and witnesses are reporting seeing these small spheres of light coming close to them as well. Well, that's really fascinating. Do you think, I guess, like, do you think Bigfoot is tied to UFOs, or, or would you say, like, uh, there's something in that phenomena that maybe he's attracted to it, or do you think he's from a, a different place? Well... Again, it's so complicated, I don't think anybody has the answers. The more I know about what we're dealing with, the stranger it is. 
I, I am, and first of all, I am not suggesting that Bigfoot is a passenger or a, a pilot yeah. of a spacecraft from another planet, because right. we don't know for sure what these UFOs really represent. I said years ago, the in, indications are there may well be more than one origin to the unknown category of the UFO phenomena. So the data that I'm seeing is that, and it's very, very strange. We, I know we only have time to get into great detail, but... Some of the UFO reports, we even in daylight, recent years, we have large solid objects seen in daylight that suddenly begin to fade away and disappear, or they physically change form. Uh, and it's just like some of the Bigfoot cases we have. With the tracks, it just suddenly abruptly end. With, uh, I had one case in 1974 of a woman up in, up in the mountains that heard a commotion on her cabin porch, opened the door, had a shotgun in her hand because she thought it was some dogs uh, coming by. She was going to scare the dogs away. But here's this Bigfoot that was about six feet away from her, seven foot tall, covered with hair. She fired right into it. She said it was a bright flash of light, and it physically vanished and disappeared. I think we're dealing with something, as, as reluctant as I am to say it, that has a physical and a non-physical component to it, and for lack of a better term, that could be interdimensional. Right, and that, that would make some sense in that and from that description uh what uh what are you working on now that might be of interest to our listeners uh regarding bigfoot any cases that have your attention um uh, we for months we're getting reports from many different areas of the state and especially around southwest pa of people hearing strange screams and howls and cries uh on Mother's Day afternoon, up on the dairy side of the Chestnut Ridge, where a lot of reports come in along the Chestnut Ridge, especially in Westmoreland Fayette County, uh, this person was uh, taking a walk that afternoon, and within 50 feet of her, this 8-foot-tall, huge, hairy creature came out of the woods, never looked at her. She saw it from head to toe. Uh, her dog just stopped and just, just paused, uh, just, it reacted to it, very common. Uh, even with big dogs, when these things are close by, even the most ferocious dogs generally won't bark. They just kind of cower. Um, there was another incident up in the other side of Fayette County, uh, I believe it was a few weeks later, where uh, one walked out in front of a vehicle down the road, and it had luminous red eyes, which in some reports we received, those kind of reports. And he got a good look at where the eyes were above one of the signs on the road, this thing was huge. It had to be around 11 feet tall, which is even taller than a lot of the reports that we get. Uh, so there have been reports. We're getting sightings every year. And, uh, and again, it's not just Pennsylvania. These incidents are going on all across the country as well. Yeah, they are. And, I mean, Bigfoot has really made it into our culture, right, at some level. Uh, they have TV shows. They have people like you and others around the country who definitely take a look uh, at this, these incidents and investigate them. What do you make of that? Like, what do you think of American society and maybe even around the world? What we're fascinated by, or do you think it's just as simple as it's something unexplainable and we're attracted to it? Well, I think the general public has a great interest in these cases now. They're much more open-minded to these incidents from what you used to hear before. There used to be a lot more ridicule, and, and even witnesses. I get reports coming in here regularly. And I, I interviewed a guy yesterday that was still just very, very shook up, just telling me about the experience that he had had uh, in recent years. And, and so many credible people calling from all walks of life. I mean, we're talking, you know, engineers and school teachers and police officers and reputable people who want no publicity, 
they just want to find out what they may have seen, if anybody else saw it. Um, but the public is more open-minded today. But what I find out is this. I, I do a lot of lecturing, and in recent weeks I've been getting back and doing more lecturing locally again. We're getting some very good crowds, and many people everywhere I go are coming up and telling me about experiences they've had and incidents they've had, many of them in recent weeks, and none of these people reported to anybody. So we can't even imagine how many incidents are actually ongoing because I get reports, other researchers get reports, and then all these people come up all the time sharing stories. There's a lot of this activity going on, and we have no idea how much is actually taking place out there. Yeah, no. I. So if somebody sees what they think is Bigfoot, how do they... Do they just go on the Internet and search for researchers to report this, or is there an actual organization you can report it to, or how does that work? Well, I had my, my research group for years and years, but I have a big website at stangordon.info, I-N-F-O. My contact numbers are on there. They can contact me by phone at 724-838-7768. Email, which is also on the web, is pa ufo at comcast.net and if they like to learn more about my research my books are available on amazon.com and barnesandnoble.com my new book is called creepy cryptids and strange ufo encounters of pennsylvania and it has some very amazing very detailed close-range ufo bigfoot cases and other very strange creatures that have been reported all across pennsylvania and over the years i've investigated many incidents up in your general area I can tell you that we've had sightings report all through your area for years, all your surrounding counties. Um, let me think, maybe like Armstrong and Cambria. Uh, even in recent weeks and months, there's a lot of activity being reported from those areas. Yeah, well, that's just right down the road. And I do know, like, here in Clearfield County and a few northern counties, uh, Bigfoot is a big deal there, lots of festivals. I believe you were just at a festival recently, and uh, was it the Pittsburgh area? Yeah, we had the Kecksburg UFO Festival. Uh, that's the case I worked on from the day it happened back in December 1965, where something was seen by multiple people, something fell from the sky, it was seen uh, by some of the locals who went down to the woods after it fell, where they came across this large metallic acorn-shaped object semi-buried in the ground with odd symbols on it, and the interesting part of the story is within a very short time, the military arrived in the area, was seen by multitudes of witnesses, including reporters uh, who saw military there. And I later learned they took the object out on a military flatbed tractor trailer with a tarp over it and went to Lockbourne Air Force Base under heavy security, then went on to Wright-Patterson. Where it is today and what it was, we still don't know. But uh, that was, that's a huge festival the fire department has every year. We had huge, huge crowds of people from all over the country came in. Yes, and I, I saw, uh, back to our point, that he, Bigfoot is growing in society, as, as is uh, the idea of UFOs. It seems like a lot of festivals that do a lot of good, but uh, you also get to learn a lot of facts and intriguing uh, people who get to speak on those things. Are you going to any more festivals this year somewhere? Yes, I'm um, I'm speaking actually, uh, the not this Saturday, the following Saturday, August the 20th, I believe, at the uh, Ligonier Library, uh, in Ligonier Memorial Library in Ligonier, PA, at 1 o'clock. I believe you have to call and get a seat. It's um, free. And then I'm speaking at the big Ohio MUFON uh, UFO conference in Ohio 
at the end of the month. And they can go to my website, and I'll keep updating it for other events I'll be doing the rest of the year. And I'm already getting calls to do events for next year. So there's a lot of interest out there. Yeah, I'm sure that there is. Are there any thoughts on, um, it seems like those who potentially see Bigfoot, and I got to believe you know when someone's telling you, based on your research, uh, if they're telling you the truth or not, assuming that they have seen him, though, Stan, it seems, unless you've got some stories that you can tell us, that uh, those who see Bigfoot are not harmed in any way? I can tell you, I've investigated hundreds of Bigfoot sightings, and I've had people, I mean, who have been within feet of these creatures, mm-hmm. and and some in daylight. I mean, just amazing accounts and very detailed accounts. And I and I interviewed many hunters and outdoorsmen who were out in those woods for years and years and never saw a thing till that one day. And I've interviewed these guys, men and women who have encountered these things, and many of them, their lives were changed because they just could not believe that they saw something that was not supposed to exist. And that's very, very common. But I can tell you, of all the cases I've investigated, I mean, they at times may throw a large branch or a pretty good-sized rock or a small boulder in a direction of somebody. But for them that go after somebody and physically harm them, I don't get those kind of reports. That's something that's not consistent at all. Whatever they are, they seem to be interested in, in human behavior. They generally, they'll watch people at times. They'll approach fairly close at times. But generally when they're seen, they run off, and that's it. Yeah, that's so fascinating, right? I mean, I guess maybe like too many movies or something out there that you would think uh, not good things are happening. But according to research and what you've uh, interviewed from people, they're just interested in uh, human behavior and not so much harmful things, which is a great thing to hear. Because I would think uh, if I ran into Bigfoot, that would be life-changing, Stan. It is. I mean, just like the person who encountered the Bigfoot uh, on Mother's Day afternoon had heard stories around that area but had never seen one and was just shocked. I mean, this person saw this thing from head to toe within 50 feet in daylight, and uh, the creature never looked at the witness. But um, in the description, again, you know, a lot of these things are very broad-shouldered, very muscular-looking but in some cases, like in the case with this person, it was very tall but much thinner than they had expected. And we have reports of thinner ones as well. So we have reports of creatures that are generally six to nine feet tall, but we've had reports of smaller ones about four to five feet tall as well. So fascinating. And again, like this is happening right here in our area, right? I mean, this is Latrobe is, what, maybe an hour and a half to two hours down the road. And uh, that seems not far, but I assume that you've also seen things right here in Clearfield County and others. Uh, do you travel all over Pennsylvania to investigate these or and or outside of Pennsylvania? Well, I've, I over the years, yeah, my, when I had my research to groups, we investigated cases throughout the state, and myself and my team members went to many different areas. There have been a history of sightings up in your area and all the surrounding counties for years. Uh, I can't remember how many years ago, maybe 10 years ago, there was a, uh, there was a, I believe it was a Bigfoot conference in Clearfield, which I spoke at. And there were people coming down talking about their sightings. I know there's other groups that investigate incidents closer to your area. Um, but, I, but again, all the surrounding counties where you're at from, uh, let me see, you're up, in, um, you're up in Clearfield County, and I think like Indiana, Armstrong, right. Cambria, there have been Bigfoot sightings some even in recent years in those areas that have been for years and years. I mean, again, you don't hear about it on the news 
These reports come in year-round, every year, because 99.9% of the people see things want no publicity. Most of them, you know, again, they would never believe this until they saw it. A lot of these people are reputable jobs and positions. They don't want any publicity. But these, because you're not hearing about it, doesn't mean it's not happening. No, and that, that makes uh, excellent points, Stan. And we're going to take a break, Stan, but when we come back, uh, we'll follow up with you. Contact on Connect FM is brought to you in part by our friends at Lifespan Family Services, located in the Dubois Mall for local adoption and foster care services. Each day in Pennsylvania, there's at least 15,000 children taken from their homes due to abuse or neglect. Foster parents provide homes to these needy children. Lifespan Family Services trains, supports, and compensates foster parents to address this problem. Call Lifespan Family Services today at 375-1314 or drop in at the Dubois Mall or at Lane Avenue in Punxsutawney. Lifespan Family Services, helping people help children every day. 375-1314. Welcome back to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement. Uh, We're continuing our conversation with Stan Gordon, who is a ufologist, Bigfoot expert, and author. Uh, Stan, we appreciate your time today, so I definitely want to be able to have you have the last word. But can you also tell us, um, you mentioned your book a little earlier can you tell us about your book and how people can obtain your book? Yeah, I've actually I've written four books now over the years, and they all have sightings where uh, all over Pennsylvania. I'm sure there's some reports from into some of the books from around your area. Uh, but the newest book is called Creepy Cryptids and Strange UFO Encounters of Pennsylvania, Bigfoot, Thunderbirds, Mysteries of the Chestnut Ridge, and more. It's case book four, and uh, it has some very, very strange, amazing incidents from all across, uh, especially this part of Pennsylvania, a case where people were very close to UFOs and Bigfoot and other very strange creatures. I guarantee you there's things in there people never heard of before. The book's available on Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. And my website, again, is StanGordon.info, I-N-F-O. People can reach me at 724-838-7768. Or email is paufo at comcast.net. Perfect. And we have about a minute and a half, Stan, but any last words for us, either on Bigfoot or what you're looking into? You get the last word. Well, again, we're interested in, of course, recent reports, of any older reports, too, with any great detail. Uh, I'm always looking to talk to people because there's similarities of reports, there's patterns to it, and sometimes somebody has a little clue or something in their account that might help to confirm somebody else's reports. And this is something I find more and more as I talk with more people. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate your time, Stan. I'll be honest, I don't know if Bigfoot's real or not, but I think you've got me definitely convinced to look at your website, which I've done, and uh, we look forward to taking a look at your book, and uh, thank you for coming on today. Well, thanks for having me. We appreciate it. All right, sir. Have a great day. Thank you. You too.